We are gathered here tonight around the fire, as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us, to share a light and to share a story. An amazing story, as old as time itself, but still being written. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring all of them together as one. We hope you enjoy our episode today, episode 10, our fireworks and Guy Fox Day episode. Hi guys, and welcome to the Blue Sky Lounge. I am your host, Tyler Ianko. Now today's episode is about fireworks and other nighttime show ideas, which happen to coincide with Guy Fox Day, also known as Bonfire Night in the United Kingdom. This week's guest is Gary, and he is from the UK, and is going to tell us some history about Guy Fox Day. And we're also going to go and talk about different show ideas that we have for uh, the nighttime in Disney parks and resorts. Now, please welcome Gary to the show. All right, so we have Gary with us here at the Blue Sky Lounge. Gary, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Awesome. All right, so uh, tell me about your Disney story. Okay, um, well, I've been a Disney fan since first going to Disney World uh, when I was uh, 10 year old. Um, since then, I've gone to the parks, to Florida especially, quite a lot of times. I uh, used to go like every other year or so until I was like 18, 19, and then started doing my own trips there, doing solo trips, probably once only once every two or three years or so. And then I found out about the Disney International programs. So I applied, uh, didn't get through, got rejected, applied again, got rejected. And it was the third time that I applied that I actually got through um, for the cultural representative program. Uh, so I did that in 2011, okay. which is when you was out there. Yeah. And um, I like to do this in a weird order, so bear with me. Okay. Um, since then, uh, I've done a lot of other things. Like I said, I spent some time in Canada. Uh, but recently, I did another couple of programs because I went back to university. Okay. So I was able for the international um, college program. Yeah. So I went for that. Luckily, just before they closed it all down, for oh, everything that's going on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So I was out there last year and I uh, was working as a park greeter at Disney Hollywood Studios. Nice. Which was fun. It was a lot more work than people think. Right. Just standing at the front <laughs> gates talking to people. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good fun. And the reason that I said I do it in a reverse, like a weird order is because I always like to end on this one. Okay. Uh, so that was last year. And 2018, I was lucky enough uh, to work as a butler at the Haunted Mansion. Oh, so fun. that's like my prized possession that I like to like put out there. It's like, yeah, I went there. That's so cool. Without giving away any of the magic, like, what were some of the like coolest things that you found out while working there? Uh, th there is just so much detail yeah. in that ride that nobody will ever see. Yeah. Um, like we had to do walkthroughs after the park closed and things, yeah. and there is so so much detail. Yeah. I mean, some of the things people have spotted like the uh, nightmare before christmas books laid around inside there yeah um a few different nods to different things yeah um but if if you actually can just walk through and look at everything 
and they got friendly with one of the uh, maintenance guys there yeah who was very kind enough to uh walk us walk us up through to the the actual mansion doors okay um and the detail that is so far away that nobody can ever see yeah it's still there it's that's amazing it's crazy that's so cool um what does disney mean to you how when you think of disney what's the feeling that you get inside well to me disney has kind of helped me through a lot of hard times okay in my life i've never really had like a um an interest in other things like a lot of kids and things interested in sports i was never a sporty person growing up still not now uh, a lot of people have interests in various different things the only thing that i had an interest in was disney but not a lot of people did so it was difficult to find those people to be able to kind of uh, build a friendship or relationship uh, with people like-minded like that yeah um so even though i wasn't able to grow up with friends that had that kind of uh, love for disney like i have just having it for myself has kind of given me something to do and to look into and to research and things like that um rather than just being sat there bored yeah doing nothing or forcing myself to do things that i don't like yeah um so it, it, i know it sounds very uh, pretty much like everyone says but it's it's a happy place yeah it really is even mm-hmm. if it's just in thought it it does help through times mm-hmm. i i definitely definitely get where you're coming from and that's that's a very very true and very uh, special feeling that I think a lot of people do have. So um, I, I definitely know that you're not alone in that, which is good because um, I kind of feel the same way. I, I had um, a very kind of similar upbringing. Like I was, an, I was an only child and didn't have a lot of friends when I was growing up. And then uh, um, it was marching band that kind of like made my friendship base grow bigger but prior to that there was always like a lot of disney movies playing in my house and and disney growing up and then once i was in the marching band scene disney kind of went away for a while and then it came back when i went to went to college and university but it it's always had like a big place in my life which is really nice Mm. um and now we have Disney throwing up in our house. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I always remember from looking back as a kid was ordering the Disney vacation planning DVDs or the VHSs back then. Yeah. Um, and just playing those until my parents like the screams have heard them a thousand times. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, so this week's topic is fireworks and Guy Fawkes or uh, Bonfire Night in the UK because Bonfire Night is November 5th this year, I believe. So is, yes. because you're from the UK, can you tell us a little bit about Guy Fawkes Night or Bonfire Night and what the significant is in UK culture? Okay, so this is kind of like a weird holiday, especially for people. I mean, it is really when you think about it for myself, but especially for people that's never been brought up with it. Yeah. Um, 
So Bonfire and I, um, or Guy Fawkes and I, a few different names for it, is basically the uh, the celebration of um, capturing a uh, a terrorist, if you like. Basically, there was a group of people that didn't like the monarchy and who was in charge and things like that. And uh, they decided if we can like overthrow who's in charge, we can have the next generation uh, be brought into charge and mm -hmm. basically make their own government and rulings. Okay. Uh, so the group of people decided to blow up parliament, so it was houses of a parliament, so everybody that was in there um, to make new rules and everything like that. And they knew that the royal family would also be there at that certain time. Okay. So they decided to sneak in barrels and barrels of gunpowder to hide under the Houses of Parliament and um, basically blow it up. Okay. Um, like I said, there was a group of people because it's known as Guy Fawkes Night, the person that was in charge of the gunpowder and explosives was uh, a guy called Guy Fawkes. Okay. Um, so they left him to it because he had experience with that before. Yeah. Um, and as, as everything was being set up to light, obviously Guy got captured and caught. And as far as I'm aware, they never found out who else was involved, mm -hmm. which is why it's called Guy Fawkes Night. Um, yeah, because Stevie's from the UK, obviously, and she was telling me like it's a big, it's a big night where there's like big fireworks displays in the UK. So that's why we decided to have our fireworks episode this one, uh, for this episode. It's it's history, man. You can't like you can't go back on history, and it's good to know about different cultures and how how things came to be, and and um, you know it resulted in what I've heard are amazing fireworks displays in the UK. So. That's what yeah, well, unfortunately not this year with everything that's happening yeah. because we're oh. going we're yeah. going back into lockdown tomorrow. Oh no! Uh, on November fifth, so everything's being cancelled. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. but uh, but yeah, usually it's really good fun. You get to go out and there's usually like a fairground and food yeah. stalls and fireworks. So nice, very cool. All right, uh, so our theme this week is fireworks. When you were working at Disney, did you ever have any chance to work with any fireworks technicians or anything like that? Or did you, were you just always a fan and watched them or? No, unfortunately not. No. Um, as far as I'm aware, they're a completely different apart department. Yeah. I think to where, uh, where I could even get to, yeah. um, like with working in the attractions and things, the most I saw was maintenance guys. I mean, there probably could have been a way to get in touch with them because I did try to get in touch with some people from um, different areas mm -hmm. uh, because my profession is a prop maker. Okay. So uh, I tried to get in touch with those kind of people, but that was still a difficult then. So yeah. now, unfortunately not. No, it was mainly just the front guest facing roles. Yeah. What do you feel is it about Disney fireworks that puts it above everything else? I think for me, it's just how far they actually go. I swear 
off the top of my head that I've heard that they spent, used to spend like a hundred thousand dollars a night on fireworks yeah. or something ridiculous like that. I've heard that. And I, I don't know anywhere that would spend that kind of money per night and do it every single night of the year. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's, mm-hmm. And the immersion that they put you in as well, because obviously it's not just, here's some fireworks. They you know, put a story to it Yeah. and basically bring you into the show that they're providing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah the, just how intense and immersive it is as well. Yeah. It's just, captures you yeah do you have a favorite fireworks display that you've seen or even not necessarily fireworks like a favorite night like have you ever seen world of color at disney's california adventure i have yes yeah i've managed to get over to disneyland a couple of times now the first time world of color wasn't um on they was doing maintenance and things on it (laughs) but yes i have seen it and it was so cool i really did enjoy that but i i've always said and always will uh, my favorite fireworks show is always Wishes. I, I guess the one that I grew up with. That's uh, I listen to it a thousand times a day. Yeah. And I don't care if it didn't have the fancy projections <laughs> like Happily Ever After does now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that hits hard. And I would yeah. love to see that come back. Yeah. I, uh, I, definitely, I definitely understand that for sure. If you could build any type of nighttime fireworks display for anywhere in the world, any, any Disney park, what kind of elements would you bring in? With everything that's been going on recently, especially like in Epcot for their new shows and things mm-hmm. that they've been bringing on. Yeah. Um, I know that they're bringing, are they bringing drones into Harmonious? I keep hearing things. Uh, yes and no. I don't know. 100%. Okay. <laughs> Because I've seen some of the shows online from like Asia and places like that with the drone displays, which look absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not too sure how that would work like in a park. Yeah. Because there's not too much area to set them off and things and have them fly around. But that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with everything that's going off with the projections um, and everything that they're doing, they're kind of along the the right tracks to where I, I can see it headed to. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, th- well, the one thing that I do like that the other parks don't have though with Epcot, well, was at least, was the fire barge. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a little, a little bit of a unique twist on it. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I would love to add into a show again would be the interactivity uh, if you can remember the uh, glow of the show is mm, yeah something along that um because i love uh, disneyland how uh, it be well what's disney Walt disney world with magic kingdom how the turrets have now uh being projected on so it kind of comes around you a little bit more whereas at disneyland the show runs all the way down main street you can mm-hmm. look all the way around you 360 degrees and i like that kind of immersiveness so if they could bring that even if i was thinking about this earlier when you uh, messaged me and i was like it would be cool if you could do something not just on main street or not just in front of the castle Mm -hmm. if they could do a a certain thing throughout the park Mm -hmm. so you could have the projections on certain areas but it kind of all interlaced 
in a way. So if you was walking through, you could still see the show mm-hmm. without missing anything. Yeah. Um, and just kind of taking that Disneyland Main Street thing and just moving it, taking it a bit further around the park as well. That's I'm not too sure how that would work. But... When I envision it in my head, because I don't know about yourself as a cast member but, or a former cast member, but when I was a cast member, you know, I could see the shows whenever I wanted to. So a lot of times I would miss parades and I would miss the fireworks and I would go on the rides yeah. because that's when the lowest wait times are. Um, exactly. And, you know, when you're a cast member, you don't want to wait a half hour for a ride. You want to wait five minutes <laughs> for a ride. That's true. <laughs> so, um, but I imagine when you're talking about this and having that full immersiveness, I imagine like, you know, walking through Tomorrowland, let's say, and you're going to Space Mountain and you arrive up to Space Mountain and you still see the projections that are on the castle projected onto Space Mountain somehow. And it's still, it still, it has to be changed a little bit, obviously, because it's not the same, the same, um, um, the same profile or outline as the castle. Uh, mm-hmm. So they would have to change the projection, obviously, but it would still be around the same theme. Um, I don't know if that's what you're envisioning or not, but that when when you were talking about it, that's that's what I was thinking. Is like that would be really cool to okay. you might not necessarily see the yeah. fireworks, but you could still have the show playing in the background, and you could still see parts of it in different areas. So like you could walk through Tomorrowland and see it on Space Mountain. You could walk through, um, let's say Fantasyland and see it on like. I don't know, small world or something, or you could walk yeah. through Adventureland and see it projected onto Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know, but that's that's just the kind of thing that I was envisioning when you were talking about that. And I think that would be yeah. really cool because it yeah something something along those lines. When yeah. you were saying that, then I was I just thought it would be cool if they had to have like a soundtrack that could run over so if you went to tomorrowland you could have it space like a space theme show going on there uh if you went to adventureland you could have like a pirates theme show going mm-hmm. on there but it all kind of worked together with the with the same music yeah so, so that you have from one land to another and it's the same music throughout so it's not transitioning from one to another yeah that would be really so cool a different show yeah so if I'm understanding this right, you would, you would, let's again say walking through Tomorrowland and you're, you're in the hub where the, the main fireworks are taking place and you hear, someday my prince will come, let's say, and you walk through to Tomorrowland and you still hear, someday my prince will come, but it's got that space theme to it. That would be really cool. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I think Disney should totally get on that. Um, that would be interesting to see, definitely. Uh, yeah, I I really like that idea, and you can have like, you know, have like that space theme, and have it kind of be more synth type music, and then you can go to Adventureland and have it be more, you know, percussive, and I think that would be really cool. Yeah, like definitely Steve would. That, oh, man, I like that. <laughs> I, I really like that actually. Um, that's very cool. Um, I know that they used to have drones at Disney Springs. I was actually looking this up last night. And in, I think it was 2016, they did a, a holiday show 
in Disney Springs where they set off 300 drones. They made a whole bunch of different formations in the air over top of the lake. Right, yeah. Disney Springs there. Um, I think it would be really cool to have drones incorporated into nighttime shows somehow. I think it's a lot harder with fireworks. And I think a very good fit for it would be um, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Because yes. you can't yes. have the fireworks there, right? So I think if you were to incorporate something like a World of Color and Ooh. a drone show and combine them into one and have that be at um, Animal Kingdom, that would be really cool. That would be nice, yeah. So that was the kind of the big thing that I thought of. And like you can have, um, did you ever see Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom? I saw the basically the end variation of it which i yeah. was told it was it wasn't as good as the original but yeah i stevie and i saw it last year and it was good um it wasn't my favorite but it was it was all right um but i definitely think it would have done a lot better had it been more similar to world of color and have like those yeah cannons in the water and the vivid colors and stuff like that and you could still have like the projections projected onto like the, the big mist screens that they make and things like that. Um, and you can definitely have it more animal oriented uh, for the park. But I think that having that kind of world of color-esque type show with the vivid colors and things like that um, would definitely make that show pop a lot more. And I think bringing oh, yeah, drones into it would be um, would be an extra special touch that you don't see in a lot of nighttime shows. So. Yeah, no, that would be really really cool. Yeah, awesome. All right, um, do you have any other ideas that you want to share? Ooh, one of the things that I was thinking about um, when you mentioned like fireworks and things like that, I don't know why, but again, my head went to Epcot first, and I thought with World Showcase being like the, on the big scale that it is, mm -hmm. it would be cool to, again, like I've mentioned with Magic Kingdom having separate areas, to do like a, a variation of whatever shows show in yeah. from each country. So like the UK would be more British themed or whatever. Okay. And you're out of China, it'd be Chinese. So wherever you're viewing the show from, the audio. Yeah kind of changes or something like that yeah be a very interesting yeah. uh, way to watch watch the show i definitely think that would be um doable i think it's a little bit harder as well given the fact that a lot of like westernized countries music styles are a little bit similar um, but you could do it in the way that you could theme the Italian pavilion, for instance, you can theme it to maybe not necessarily um, Italian music, but you could theme it to a, a musical style, like a Baroque style or, or something that is famous yeah, for definitely. the Italian area and something like or like a, a composer that was like famous from that area all right uh well gary i really appreciate you coming on to the show today uh if no problem 
if you want to come back, I would be more than happy to have you. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I look forward to getting to chat some more about some more Disney things. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trey. Thank you. Thanks again for coming on the show, Gary. Now, you guys have submitted a lot of very bright ideas, so let's get started. Vicky, who is also from the United Kingdom, has gone to Disneyland Paris quite a bit and says that there's actually a water show at Disneyland Paris. But one of the more magical things that she's ever seen was when she went to visit Disneyland in California and got to see the World of Color show. Oren also agreed with Vicky and said that he is a huge fan of the World of Color show in Disney's California Adventure. The only thing that he would change to the show is the scene where Mufasa dies. He suggested going with something a little bit softer and sweeter like maybe the melting of Olaf. I love that you two are such huge fans of the World of Color show. It is one of my all-time favorite nighttime shows in any Disney park. With the vivid lights that come through the water jets as well as the projections that they use, it just blows my mind what they're able to do with just water. What I would like to see is what I would love to see is a show like this come to Disney World, like I was telling, talking about with Gary, maybe something in Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom. With the Rivers of Light Theater already there, you already have the structure built, so you have a viewing area. It would be great if they could just put it into the Discovery River, like I said, and you could easily have the projections on there, and you could use a lot more Disney animal IP. So... Uh, the what I mean by that is by using Disney movies that have animals already incorporated into it, like Robin Hood, The Rescuers, Finding Nemo, Dinosaur, Oliver and Company, Bambi. The great thing about those is that some of those are already incorporated into the park, like Disney's uh, Finding Nemo or Pixar's Finding Nemo, and the Dinosaur movie, uh, already incorporated with the Finding Nemo show and the Dinosaur ride. I think those would be great fits there and you would have a very similar show to that a world of color in Disney's California Adventure. Now they could also do another water show in Disney's Hollywood Studios in Echo Lake. Now granted that body of water is much smaller but maybe you do a smaller fountain type show uh, that can still go off in the daytime or at night. Um, the nice thing about it is if you do a fountain show, you can have it go on multiple times a day, much like the Fountain of Nations had at Epcot before Epcot started going through its massive refurbishment. You could have the fountain go off, like I said, and you could also have it at nighttime and have the colored water jets like World of Color. Now Chris suggested bringing back a drone show like what they had in Disney Springs. For those of you that don't know, Back in 2016, during the holiday season, there was a drone show over the lake at Disney Springs where there was about 300 drones that were flying in the sky making different images and formations. Um, though I never got to see the drone show live, I have seen it online and it looked amazing. I love the idea of using drones to make a formation in the sky and like I said with Gary, I think this would be a great fit for Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now even if they chose not to do a water show, like I was talking about earlier, they could still do a drone show. All you would have to do is use the seating for the Rivers of Light experience and have the drone show go off over the Discovery River. The sound that was used for River of Light didn't bother the animals, 
so you could have different sound and different music for the drone show the drones themselves don't make that much noise so that's not going to disturb the animals either i think it would be a great fit for animal kingdom grace and holly both think that using classic disney music like soundtracks would be a fun idea for a fireworks show grace thought i would love a fireworks show about a day in the parks and the music would be a medley of all of the soundtracks from the attractions throughout the park I feel like for a lot of people, the attraction soundtracks are overlooked because of the excitement that they're experiencing while they are on the ride. I just think it would be really cool to have a magical wrap up of the experiences you've just had. And the fireworks in some way could represent that attraction matching the soundtrack. And Holly thought Disney should do shows that are tailored to the park itself. So for instance, in Epcot, they could tailor it to the music of Future World and the World Showcase. Or for the studios, you could have epic music like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, or any other kind of big movies like that. Now, Holly and Grace, I think these are great ideas. It sounds similar to that of the Epcot Forever fireworks show that Epcot had recently. I think it would be fun to have each park make their own show that is made to the soundtracks of the park. Even if you have multiple shows per park, like Epcot Forever and Harmonious, for instance, in Epcot, or Happily Ever After, and maybe a show called A Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow uh, for Magic Kingdom. For the Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow one, you could theme it according to the lands of the park, maybe starting off in Adventureland, and then Frontierland, and Liberty Square, and Fantasyland, and eventually ending in Tomorrowland, with a great big beautiful tomorrow playing as the finale. I think that would be a lot of fun and it would be really nice because it means that people aren't going to see just one fireworks show. They would have to come back multiple times to see multiple fireworks shows. So you're going to have guests in the parks twice as much seeing two different shows. It's kind of nice for Disney if you ask me. And that's a wrap for this week's show. All of those ideas were a blast to read and to share with you. Now join Matt and I next week for our Disney Charities episode. Comment below with your ideas for possible new ways for Disney to help out with the community. And get your thinking caps on for our show in two weeks when we have our Liberty Square overlay show featuring the ideas from Hamilton. Make sure you're not throwing away your shot and give us your ideas. Now, if you do have any ideas from today's episode, or if you have ideas for a future episode, make sure you leave a comment down below or email me at thebluskylounge at gmail.com. We're also on most social media platforms by searching the Blue Sky Lounge. And make sure to like and subscribe to this page and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We would love to see what you guys are thinking of the show. Now, please note that this podcast is not affiliated with Disney in any way. This is a fan-run show with fan ideas and artwork and is in no true representation of what may or may not happen with Disney in the future. Now, thank you so much for taking the time out of your week to join us here at the Blue Sky Lounge. And just remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of blue sky thinking you can do from your armchair. Thanks. <laughs>